It is happening right now. We are here. Yes, indeed. And uh, I just now that we're here, I have to introduce y'all to somebody that y'all already know. Oh wow! Um, now listen, if I don't know if you, you know when you pop open the book, uh, Pastor Tommy's new book. Listen, there is a, a a part in there where he talks about how the Jordan One revolutionized the sneaker industry. Right? Wow! When Nike was trying to produce the shoe for Michael Jordan, yes, uh, they came out with this Jordan One prototype and. The NBA was like, look, man, you cannot put out a shoe that's black and red. It has to be like 80% white. And Nike was like, listen, we will pay the $5,000 fine every game for Michael Jordan to wear this sneaker. Wow. And that's what they did. And it revolutionized the way sneakers were done. Yes. And it revolutionized the way that sneakers worked when it came to endorsement of athletes. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I want to tell you that this man across from me has done for Christian hip hop. Wow. Okay. Just revolutionized it. And, uh, you know... I got to introduce y'all to KB, Kevin Elijah Smooth and Groove Burgess. Truth theologian for real. Praise God. Praise God. Don't leave your Bible around him. Praise God. Praise God. And I, and I also just want to quickly say um, I'm honored to be friends with Amin. Amin and I have been friends for over 15 years now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, I cherish this friendship because uh, for many reasons. W one of them is... I mean, is literally the most brilliant man oh. I've ever met in my life. Don't, Once don't I was at, we were, we were, one time we were, we were, we went somewhere to, to watch one of our favorite preachers give a message at a very prestigious event. Everybody was wearing ties and, and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and everyone had dresses and gowns and all that jazz. And I mean, was supposed to come up and introduce the keynote speaker who we came to see. Don't listen. I mean, the dream came on stage begin to give his introduction of the main guy. When he was done, the crowd demanded he stay up no. <laughs> and they didn't want to hear the main guy anymore. In fact, the main guy came up and said, I would be robbing you guys of joy and spirituality if I tried to follow what this man has done. He is unfollowable. No. Unless you have Twitter, you can't follow I mean the dream, Hudson. That's just how great he is. Make some noise. For the greatness Don't listen of I Mean the Dream, Mean Machine oh Hudson. Oh my gosh. Amen. Well, listen, the introductions that we do and, I, and, and the way that we talk about each other pales in comparison to the person that we're getting ready to I don't even know here. why we even try. Listen, I, yes. I, the, the, the person that's getting ready to come out of here, listen, I one thing about, I thought about Tupac, you know, when Tupac was alive, he made a lot of music. He did. But it felt like when he died, he made more music. I don't I know mean, how. He was just so prolific. Of a, he was such a prolific rapper. Yes. That I was like, how many albums does this guy have? That's right. That's how I feel about the, the, the gentleman that's getting ready to come out yes. now. When it comes to books. He's evergreen. I just, how many books does he have? Yes. How much does he have in him? I'm convinced that when we get the glory, God is going to say, I want to show you all my uh, library. Yes. And it's going to be full of books by uh, Urban D. Absolutely. It is. So, it is. Uh, when, when, when DJ Khaled said, another one, <laughs> another one, another one. It was because he ran into Pastor Tommy in the airport. Pastor Tommy was sharing the gospel with him, and he came up with the idea, another one, another sermon, another church, another meeting, another, another book. Soul. You know, another soul in the kingdom. Make some noise yes. for the man, the myth, the legend, 
Tampa's pastor, Pastor Tommy Colonin. What's up, what's up, family? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I come bearing gifts. Oh, oh my to, goodness. Hold on. No, 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 no. This is the, this is the KB box. Oh, the custom. Oh, my gosh. Because this is it, it is... It is a size 12 in there for you, brother. Oh, my gosh. This is, I mean, the dream box, and, and it is a size 10. Yes, correct? thank correct. you. I, I got y'all. I got y'all. It comes you, with man. the book and also some custom. Gotta be the shoes. Isn't this? Look Listen, at this. Those, those ain't Yo. going on StockX, brother. No, they, yeah. <laughs> they are staying ah. I don't think anybody's brought you a pair of shoes. These the are goaded. Yet, so. No, no I, I love know. it, man. I be the first. You must be the first. Uh, this is why this church crossover has been voted uh, one of the most innovative churches in America uh, for a reason. Praise for God. a reason. Amen. Amen. I have not seen this before, brother. We are honored to be here doing Thank Southside you, Rabbi yes. at this very important day as we talk about your brand new book. I have to say this. I've always said it, and I just, I'm going to keep saying it. Pastor Tommy was and is, I still consider him my pastor to this day, even though I'm not at this church. Yeah. But my first pastor, a man who not just spoke at the place I attend every Sunday, not that guy, but the guy that cared for my soul, Amen. that checked up on me. Amen. Mm. It was this man right here. I was 18 years old. I had all kinds of weird ideas about how the world worked and <laughs> what Christianity was. He did, he did. And my brother, my pastor, discipled me. He brought me into his home. And not yeah. just me, the rest of the HGA collective. Yes. We would not be here if not for your faithfulness. Mm. And we thank you, brother, regularly. Yes, thank okay? you. Thank Absolutely. you, Pastor T. Yes. yes. I can say the same about me in, in teaching. Yes. Pastor Tommy is the one that allowed me to teach the class for new believers when I was here. It was called Next. Uh -huh. And um, you recognized that in me before I recognized it in myself. And yes. so I would not be where I am either if it wasn't yes. for you, man. And yes. thank you. Thank you, Pastor T. Well, Absolutely. Man, I love we you love guys. you. I'm super proud of y'all and to see where God is taking you and what God is doing through y'all. I'm just, I, I'm just like a proud spiritual dad. Yes. I, I love it. Yes. I love it. I love it. We're proud sons. Yes. So let's get into it, man. Um, one right. thing I will definitely say, Pastor T, is that you are one of the most creative people I know. Absolutely. You, right? Man. When it comes to your ideas, when it comes to your creativity, you, you were like that in music, you're like that as a pastor, you're like that as an author, you're like that as a thinker. Um, and when it comes to the books that you produce, the marketing, the ideas behind it, the metaphors that you use are just great and relevant. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And uh, so when it comes to Gotta Be The Shoes, what was it about the sneaker culture, the sneaker head culture that made you go with that theme for this book. Yes. Yeah, well, of course, it was the iconic commercial that Spike Lee did with Michael Jordan. Gotta be the shoes. What is it? Oh, it's gotta be the shoes. No, no, you know. Yes. That whole thing that was like 89, then 90, 90. There, were, there was like several commercials that they did yep. in a series. And if you're a sneakerhead, if you were around at that time, or even if you weren't, mm -hmm. but you can go back and look at the retro stuff, like... That theme and that term was something that, you know, most sneakerheads would be like, oh, I know where that's from. Mm -hmm. You know, so it resonated with me and, and God just kind of dropped that, that name on me for the book. So got to be the shoes where sneaker culture meets faith. Mm. Because I don't want to trick people. I want to let them know like, hey, we're going we're gonna to talk about faith in this book. Yeah. It's not just about shoes, yes. but I'm going to make you think about a lot of different perspectives, but use the platform 
of sneakers to, to get you there and get you thinking about those things. I love it. Mm. So, I love yeah. it. I love Amen. it. Amen. And as you walk through the book, uh, there are pictures of iconic design shoes. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. especially for those who are here tonight, we have access, uh, at least those who are in the VIP, you got access to these. Yeah. I have never seen this before, It's just brother. amazing. <laughs> it's a shoebox with the book in it, and it's designed to go along with all yeah. the branding. There is... Genius. The yeah. creativity. Before we even get into the content of the book, talk to us about why the fact... And let me just lay the fact out real quick. Nobody is creative on their own. Yeah. Your creativity is borrowed from a source. Mm -hmm. And that source is the living God yes. who creates yeah. freely, wonderfully, beautifully, Amen. extravagantly. Amen. God is extra. <laughs> yes, he is. He, he doesn't just give us birds yes. that are in black and white, yeah. right? We're not walking around looking at an ocean that's right. just gray. That he, he colors in hues. He likes his water fresh. He likes right. the mm -hmm. food flavorful. He right. likes the fruit sweet. Right. Our God loves to make things on, not just exist. Yeah. He makes them sing. Woo! That's yes. what creativity yeah. is. That's creativity. Why has that characteristic of our God rubbed off on you so much? Talk to us about your kind of journey with the creativity of our God and how it shows up in ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, I've always had a creative side. I remember back even when I was in elementary school, and I've never, I don't think I've ever shared this before, but I was tested in as gifted. Mm. And um, I, I was struggling, actually, in some of my classes, but the teacher was like, but I see something in him. Wow. We want to take him to this special classroom and, and test him. Wow. And so I was actually in this gifted program for kids that were creative when I was in elementary school. Wow. And I believe that was some of, and not all elementary schools had that. The one that I was in had that at the time. And I think that we did different things in there than, you know, you did in your regular classes. And that began to kind of, I think, breathe life into that a little bit to make me think differently and make me realize I, I am different in a good way. That's, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. but then as time went on, you know, I got into hip hop. So you know, started rhyming, started, you know, but I've always had a, an eye for artwork, mm. visual stuff. But I will say this, like even this custom shoe box and doing a book like in full color with pictures in it. And we actually did a photo shoot. So shout out to all the sneaker heads here from Crossover Church. Yes. That, that your shoes are in the book. I love some it. of mine are in there too. I love but it. we got some, some sneakers yes. here that have some fire collections. Sweet. And those of you that are here live, um, we have a sneaker show in the lobby afterwards. You're going to see some amazing, amazing shoes. But for me, like some of my most creative, innovative ideas now, they come when I'm in my prayer closet mm. at home. Yeah. And, and so I started journaling about three, three and a half years ago. And uh, one of my mentors, you know, suggested like write down the blessing every day and number it. So today was number 1803. Mm, wow. So 1803 days. And, and, and every once in a while, I miss a day. I, I, I ain't perfect, right? <laughs> but, but I keep sequentially keep going up in the numbers. And so I always put something I'm grateful for. I put down some prayer requests. And then I just kind of pray. And not every day, but some days God will then download some just some creative ideas oh, for a book, for a sermon illustration, for some content I'm producing, for, for something. And, and sometimes that's my most creative time when oh, I make God's it. presence. In the presence drops of God. It. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. I, yeah. I, um, I was sitting with a gentleman on the plane one time. 
uh, I think we're in first class. N- not because I paid for the ticket. I was upgraded. I'd never buy a first class <laughs> ticket. Anyway. Praise God for the upgrade. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Pay $300 more to sit two feet closer to the pilot. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, so we were sitting there and uh, we somehow got in a conversation about my shoes. It's like a businessman. And um, we got in a conversation about my shoes and somehow the price of the shoes came up. Mm. And, uh, and he, couldn't, he couldn't wrap his mind around why somebody would pay over $100 for a pair of shoes. Wow. And he was scoffing at it. And I asked him, I said, do you golf? He was like, well, of course I golf. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, okay. How much money a year do you spend on golf? Yeah, okay. Those clubs ain't cheap. Nope. Mm-hmm. The, the golf courses ain't cheap. Nope. Them little shirts y'all got to wear. You can't just walk in there with a, with a merch shirt on. You got to come right with the Oakleys and yes, stuff. Uh-huh. How much does that cost you? He was like, oh my goodness. I never thought about it, but yeah. I don't care. I do it because I, I'll pay for it because I enjoy it. And I said, mm. now you understand how sneakers work, my brother. <laughs> because here is the thing. Yeah. For those of us, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this quick story. When I met Amin for the first time, the mm-hmm. thing that we met over mm-hmm. was our love for the creativity in shoes. Yeah. I was wearing the 20th, uh, the 20th release of Jordans, the Dub Zeros. It was this orange shoe that had, uh, it, was, it was an orange and white shoe that had this very intricate design that was on the side of the shoe. And even in, if you open the shoe up, there's stories in the insoles all uh, along the lining. Mm-hmm. And if you know, you know. Right. And I mean new. And he didn't know the Lord at the time. I had just been saved. I was probably a Christian for about a year at that point. And over our common love for creativity, he walked up to me and we started a conversation about shoes that then turned into this gospel partnership that you see today. Exactly right. Now, as wonderful as that is, it feels like for most, uh, for, for a lot of Christian literature, all right, when people are writing, they're not trying to teach you how to appreciate creative shoes. They're trying to teach you how to stay away from those shoes. Yeah. You need to give that money to the church or somebody that's homeless, or so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Help us to understand the line between enjoying these beautiful pieces of art that we get to walk around in, all right, yeah. versus greed and excess and materialism. Yeah, I think there's a tension, if we're real. And I talk about that in the book where, you know, that's a question I get asked commonly. People that know I'm a sneakerhead or, you know, they're into sneakers and they'll be like, Pastor T, well, how, how many pairs is too many? Yes. Right? And so is it seven? <laughs> What's the, the, the number of completion? Is it, yeah. is it, you know, is, is it 17? Is it, you know, seven times 70? Didn't Jesus say that? You know, <laughs> uh, not that context. But anyways... You know, I just share in the book, like, I'm, I'm not legalistic. And I think for every person, mm-hmm. it could be different depending on the season of life that they might be in. Yes. Uh, and their situation that is right now. Wow. You know, so for some people, they're, they're over leveraging and they're spending money they don't have. And they're in debt and they're paying all this interest. Yeah. And if they're married, there's tension in their relationship with their marriage. And, right. and you know, there's things that their family needs that might, they might not be getting them because they're going to the mall every weekend. Uh, or they're on 
you know, on some sneaker app and they're getting in it. Yep. So there can absolutely be uh, an imbalance in that. But just like you said, KB, and I make the point as well in one of the chapters, like some people will say, oh man, I would never spend a few hundred dollars on sneakers, but you'll go out to a nice restaurant uh-huh. and spend a few hundred dollars. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh-huh. You'll, you'll go on a vacation uh-huh. and spend a few thousand dollars. Sure. Mm-hmm. You'll buy a piece of artwork and spend ten thousand yeah, dollars for yeah. some people, maybe for sure. And you know, so beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, yeah. And some people, to them, like the art that they want to buy is maybe some shoes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And a lot of sneakerheads do put it in a box. Absolutely. And, you know, not wear it, and uh-huh. and then at the same time, some people buy it and then sell it again. Yeah. And they yep. flip shoes. Yeah. And it become can become a good side hustle. Or even some people, they do it full time. Yep. They flip sneakers and make just as much money as some people flipping houses, mm. right? So, so there's all these layers to it. So to give like one, like the legalistic clear-cut answer, I don't think is really realistic or fair. Mm. But at the same time, I think there always does have to be that tension of like, should I really get this right now? Yeah. Am I currently giving to others? Yeah. Am I mm. giving to my local church? Mm-hmm. Am I being generous? Am I helping my family? Yes. Am I, you know, and if you can check off those boxes that, yes, I'm doing those things. Okay, I can treat myself. Right. Yeah. But a lot of times in our culture that's so materialistically driven, people are just treating themselves again and again and yeah. again. And they're selfish and they're not serving and they're not helping anybody else. And they're in debt and they're, they're just stuck in this materialistic, you know, cycle that is not bringing happiness. That is well said. Yeah. Absolutely. That is Thank so good. Yeah, That's I good. Mean, you touched on that a little bit in, in, in the book too, when you talk about in your younger years, you know, you chasing after the the newest sneaker, right? That's yeah. kind of like how we are as sneakerheads. Yeah. And uh and then you said the fuller my closet got, the emptier my heart was. Yep. Right. And so we can try to fill our heart with stuff. Mm-hmm. To make to try, we can try to fill the void in our heart with stuff. So that could be sneakers, that could be golf, that yes. could be food, yep. that yes. could be drugs, it could be any manner of things. But uh, it will never satisfy us, yes. right? We will. We need Jesus to fill that hole in yes. our heart. Yes, yes. And the, the natural the natural thing that we do as men is we try to medicate that right. that hole with mm-hmm. stuff yes. and with things. So um well i love said. that you talk about that in the book well said uh, well said another thing you talk about in the book that i love is you have a chapter in there called happy feet yeah right um and uh i love that in that chapter you were talking about it's funny you talked about some certain jordans that don't feel as great when you wear them they may look good on the yes. outside but they are not comfortable, right? <laughs> um, some people would say the Jordan 1 is like that. Yeah. I would say some Jordan 4s, like what I have on is like that mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Um, but you were just talking about how that it's there. there's this idea of looking good on the outside, but mm. not being good on the inside. Mm. Yeah. And that we rather look good on the outside and we suffer on the inside to look good on the outside. Mm. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Well yeah, said. definitely. So that that... Chapter it is a play on the movie Happy Feet. Yes, absolutely. and I do mention that in the last part, uh-huh. and, and it does have a powerful message to it. Because when I had when my girls were little, man, they watched that movie again and again. <laughs> yes, KB, it's a good movie. KB's in that phase right now. Oh you yeah, got the little kids and they oh, watch yeah. the same movie uh-huh. again. You know it by heart, and you're like, watch this again, <laughs> right? So, but at the beginning of the chapter, I talk about um, our feet. If your feet are in pain. It can bring pain through your whole body. Yes. yes. 
And, and your feet, doctors say, are actually a mirror of your health. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times if you're beginning to have health problems, it can start in your feet with some of the things that are happening. And so uh, for me, man, I, I do love Jordan 1s. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wearing some right now. Fly. You guys have some in these boxes. Yes. The, the customs are Jordan 1s. And I love the way they look. They're iconic, right? But I got a little beef because they have never updated the insole. Yeah, never. It's over 30 years old. Yeah. And, and at first, like, I, 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 when I was writing the book, I said, there's no air in it. But then I was like, let me fact check myself. And I fact checked it. And there actually is an, an air insole mm. in, in the Jordan 1, but, it, but it's smaller. Mm. And it's only in the heel. It's not in the ball of the foot. Because, you know, a lot of the other Jordans or like Air Maxes, they have yep. air pockets through the front and the back. Mm-hmm. This just has a small one in the back. And it's flat. And, you know, after you wear it a couple of times, it kind of gets, gets fl- yeah. flatter yeah. and it's not the most comfortable. And for me, um, if you've ever worn ones before, they're also like a little more narrow, narrow yep. and they squeeze your foot. So I, mm-hmm. a lot of times I have to buy a half a size yeah. bigger for it to like fit comfortably. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we will continue to wear something that is uncomfortable just because it looks good. Yes. And all of us here, all of you listening, you probably have a pair of shoes like that, ladies and men, where it's something that you know it's not going to be comfortable. You, you know your dog's going to be hurting at the uh, end of the gonna day. going to be barking. My dogs are barking. As soon as you take them off. But you're still going to wear it because it looks good. And so that, that just, you know, puts a deeper view on problem with our hearts. Mm. You know, we want to look good on the outside, but on the inside, like we are, we're hurting. Mm. And so I think that's a mantra of, of our culture. As long as we look good mm-hmm. on the outside, but inside, like we're in pain yes, and right. our feet are killing us, right? Yes, or our right. heart's killing us, our soul, or, or this struggle, this addiction, this anxiety, this depression, this thing that's inside of us. But we're always going to just put on this face of like, nah, everything's great. It's good. Yeah. That is powerful. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, in that chapter, you talk, as you it's alluded to, right. the, the whole idea that your feet actually can speak to what's going on with the rest of your body. Yeah. Uh, and how if your feet are compromised, your whole body's compromised. Mm-hmm. And one of the, uh, you, you pointed out in the book that one of the main contributors is, is, is shoes, bad yeah. shoes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that yeah. then affects the, the whole of you. I have a friend of mine I just talked to recently who mm-hmm. uh, left uh, Atlanta and, and he's living in Tampa now. Uh, I mean, you can relate to this because you told me your cousin, Nadorian, mm-hmm. has made this same observation that sometimes when he when, when he feels like there's a culture, mm-hmm. uh, when you get to Atlanta, yes. that there's this burden on, that just as soon as you step <laughs> off the plane, that mm-hmm. there's this burden. It's like this in L.A. too, yeah. where you got to look the part. You got to keep even up. Even if you are not the part, yep. you may be living in a storage unit. You got to keep up. But you were driving a Range Rover. He knew a lady. He knew a lady. My cousin was like, I know a lady that's several months behind on her rent, but she's driving a Range Rover because she has to keep up the look. I have to keep up the look at all times. So I am spending money on a veneer. Mm -hmm. I'm spending money on the outside of a cup, but the inside is filthy and I'm falling apart. I am discouraged. The thing about it, too, is that when you are faking the funk, if I am trying to keep up this look of opulence and prestige and status, the things that you could or would be able to enjoy, give perfect example. If I can't afford Kobe's, okay? Right. And we are all there and the chef is 
doing all of the stuff with the <laughs> knives and he's doing the choo-choo train with the onions and, <laughs> and he's cracking an egg in the air and it's landing and he's right. making a heart and it's beating, but I can't afford it. Right. All I'm seeing is charges. Yeah. And I'm like, my card is probably not going to go through. My card is not built for this. Yeah, my, my, my card is not built like that. And I'm sitting face. here, I'm waiting, this is, and we're in this beautiful restaurant and the food is delicious and I can't enjoy it because I really can't afford it. Right. And that's a good analogy of how it works. If yeah. you are on the inside dying, you can't even enjoy the stuff that you are putting all your money Ooh, that's into. True. Come on. Can't that's even true. enjoy it. Yeah. So it's good that we test ourselves, that we test ourselves and say, even in our enjoyment of these good things, am I using this as like fig leaves to cover up a, 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 a deeper issue? Yeah. Or am I out of my wholeness enjoying God's world and not the other way around? So that's very, very helpful for us to know. Amen. One of the things that you talk about in the book is this idea of, of fakes. And I love this because... <laughs> Uh, God is a storyteller. He is a storyteller. Yes. I, yeah. I heard somebody say today that there's two type of people in the world. There are preachers and there are storytellers. And you are both of them, brother. Yes. And yeah, I true. love that God loves to use analogies all through scripture to help you understand. You want to know how work works? Go look at an ant, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Go study the ant. Mm -hmm. Go spend some time with ants and you'll understand how productivity works. Right. Uh, you need to go look at, uh, the. I'll instruct the, the, the person that is wanting to understand the gospel. Ephesians 5, the way that a husband covers a wife and, right. and a wife covers her yeah. husband. Yeah. Go look at that and it'll teach you about God's love. You want to know what it's like to be adopted into the family of God? Go find a good father. Go see how that father enjoys his children and protects them and loves them, so on and so forth. And God does that with institutions like fatherhood and marriage, mm -hmm. but he also yeah. does it with things right. like shoes and clothes. Never forget that in Scripture, historically speaking, the first fashion designer was God. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's you see right. it. You Adam see it. and Eve fall. They tried to put together this bootleg outfit. Didn't work. It was falling Mugs apart. A leaves with some strings. The leaves with <laughs> some strings. It had the, the Louis V on there. The V was upside down. It had Jordans on. The Jordan, Jordan was doing a cannonball. <laughs> okay. It was, it was fake. It Jordan was, was breakdancing. Jordan was breakdancing. Okay. <laughs> to teach them about God's provision. To teach them that they now have lost. They've lost the glory of being able to walk around without these clothing. Yep. That our clothes remind us of what we lost, but they also remind us of what we have in our God who covers us mm -hmm. and brilliant, and he yeah. dresses us better than we can dress ourselves in the righteousness of Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, God teaches through shoes too, and we're learning that through this book. What is one of the messages God wants to teach us about fake shoes? <laughs> yeah, so I got this chapter called Reps. Uh -huh. uh, which that's kind of the popular name for it yeah. now instead of like, you know, counterfeits or yeah. fakes or bootlegs, it's reps, yeah. which is short for replicas. Yeah. You know, so the, the, the crazy thing, I've talked to a lot of, you know, sneakerheads, uh, a lot of people that even run shoe stores, which there's even some here in the live crowd tonight as we're recording Shout this. out to Sick Kicks. Yeah, hey. Sick Kicks. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Damaged Goods is in the oh, building. Oh, Damaged Goods yeah. as well. Yeah. Yep. So one of the things that's challenging now is that the reps are getting so good. Yes. 
I mean, the stitching and the material and everything. And so we live in a culture where even with technology and AI and everything, so many people can look like they're the real thing. Yep. And and they're not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're not. So so many believers are, are trying to live this life when they're in public or when they're at church or when they're mm-hmm. at a concert mm-hmm. or an event. But if you really peel back the layers, it's a counterfeit version. It's not mm. who they really are. So true. Mm-hmm. And 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 listen, I'm a pastor, so people will act a certain way in front of me regularly. Sure. Hallelujah, brother. You know, How are you? God yes. bless you. And uh, it's so funny, like I've been at the gym before and I'll, you know, meet people and they're just dropping F-bombs and everything. And, and I'm there sometimes with my workout partner, Tony, and shout out to Tony, he's here. And, and Tony be like, yeah, he's, he's my pastor. And then they're like, oh, he's a oh. pastor? Oh. oh, well, praise the Lord, oh, Hallelujah. Brother. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And suddenly their whole like vernacular changes. Right, and code switch. Their whole vocabulary, absolutely. But I, I, I know there's so many people out there that, do the same thing and can put on this facade and mm-hmm. act like they're following Jesus, but mm. but they're not. Mm. At the end of the day, you might be able to fool some people, might be able to fool some pastors and some leaders at first, uh, but the more time you spend with people, they're going to begin to see the real deal. Mm. But guys, you can never fool your creator. Amen. And he's watching 24-7. Amen. And so I, I think that in this culture where there is so many fakes, it's a $1.2 trillion industry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I've done lots of research with this book. There's notes in the back of it too, but I've learned a lot. I'm, I'm a sneakerhead and I love, it, it was interesting for me, but $1.2 trillion a year of people buying fake stuff. And some people don't know they're yeah. buying a fake, mm-hmm. right? We're having a conversation backstage about, they were saying like 20 to 30% of stuff that gets verified as real isn't always real. Wow. Yes, right? it's true. But there's a lot of people that know it's not real and they're like, well, you know, this is, this is way cheaper than <laughs> yeah. the real one. Yeah. Nobody else will tell. I'm, yeah. I'm going to fake it till I make it. Right? And so, I mean, it's, it's just dangerous the world that we're living in when we can adopt those attitudes of, I know this isn't real, but I'm still going to just act like it's real. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, it's funny too because when you think about replicas um, when it comes to shoes or when it comes to jerseys or whatever your replica may be, uh, replicas always look good and look authentic until you have to perform with them. Yeah. Right? So you can get away with the replica Jordans that you can't tell the difference in until you have to play in them. Yes. And then they start going out on you. And you can injure yourself or you can mess yourself up. And you talked a little bit about that when you you bought something. Let let me tell that that story, man. Because y'all remember you were in Tampa at the time. (laughs) And right next door to this building is is an abandoned building right now. And it used to be the International Flea Market. Yes. And that was was popping for a minute there. It was. About 15 years ago when that thing opened up. I mean, there was like 300 vendors in uh-huh. there. It was packed all the time. I bought mad so fake was, G-Shock watches uh-huh. from that place. Was, all my G-Shocks came from there. Yes. $20. Stop working we, in three we call, days. We called them flea shocks. <laughs> the flea shocks. <laughs> Shout out to Brother Greg. He had a flea shock in every color. <laughs> every color. <laughs> But, uh, and, and then uh, Dr. Pickens, I'm going to give him a shout out too. Uh-huh. He used to call himself G-Shock Doc. <laughs> he used to G-Shock go over there and buy every color. We told him about it. He was in his 60s. He was buying it. Oh man, it was terrible. <laughs> anyway, so they had a lot of pop-up sneaker shops in there. So I was just walking through there, giving out flyers one day for an upcoming church event that we had. And so I, I saw these, these fours that caught my eye. 
and they were brown and beige and they were suede. And I'd never seen that colorway before. I'm like, I've never seen those before. I don't even think they came out they, with those before. <laughs> they were they the, don't exist. They were the, the flea market special. They, they, were not, they weren't Jordans, they were Fordans. That's what we call them. So, so anyway, so, you know, he, I, I'd say, man, let me just check them out. So I said, yeah, you got a size? You know, I gave him my size. And the guy comes out and it had a Jordan box opened it up. It had like a card in there and stuff with the paper. I'm like, oh, these, these are these are real. Ooh, yeah. These are real. I said, and I tried them on. I'm like, these feel good. I was like, how much are these? Now I give them two for 60. Two for 60? No, yeah, both. both. Uh, he said 460. Yeah. Oh, two, oh, two shoes for 60. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Just wanted to buy one? <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, 60? Is this Christmas? Yeah. And so I'm a sucker for a deal. So I was like, 60? I mean, I, why not? You know, these are amazing. And listen, I'll tell you what. I got like the most compliments I can ever remember. Wow. And, and I knew you guys at the time. I was wearing these sometimes. Uh-huh. And then I had to do an illustration with them in a sermon. Wow. Because a couple of months later, they looked good on the outside. Yeah. But the inside, the actual heel inside started mm. to collapse. Mm. And, and like it was literally like collapsing inside. My foot was falling into it. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to get this thick insole. And I put that right in, in there. there. I'm like, oh, Give yeah, me I'm some good. support. You know, yeah. so I, I'm like, I'm good. I'm going to, these probably aren't real, but I'm going to just, you know, so I put the insole in. But then a few months later after that, you, you know where the, like the, the line is on the bottom of the shoe where the ball of your foot goes? Mm-hmm. It cracked. Ooh. And you know, in Florida, it rains a lot. So oh, yeah. every time it rained and I'm walking through a wet parking oh. lot, my entire inside of the shoe was getting wet. Dang, and I was like, wet these, sock ministries. These are bootlegs. These yep. are bootlegs. Yeah, they got me. They got me. And <laughs> they so, got me. That's they, powerful. But they looked good on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. They still looked brand new on the outside, but the inside was totally falling apart. Yeah. yeah. And there was water leaking in. Right. Absolutely. That's what happens. And that's also what happens, like you, like you point out, with a bootleg faith. Yep. When it comes time to perform, if your faith is a replica, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. Yes. The yes. only thing that could stand up to the real fallenness of, of this world, um, which we're all going to encounter, whether you know Jesus or not, is true faith. Yeah, Authentic yeah. faith. Yes. Um, yes. And if you want to perform, that's what you need. I love it. Um, that's good. I mean, there is a, uh, there was a time. Uh, they had a big endorsement deal with Lil Nas X at the time. Yep. Yes. Uh, and they came out with these Air Max 95s that were like Satan shoes. They had uh, Luke 10 scripture on the front, which was kind of blasphemous. Yeah. Luke 10, 18. Yeah. That talked about uh, what Satan falling from heaven. And that's yeah. how much they charged for them. Oh, yes. They and were then they $1,018. $1,018 for the shoe. Um, the insole of the shoe, the shoes were black and red. The insole of the shoe had blood in it. Um, actual blood. A real dro- drop of blood yeah, from the employees. They, they were pricking their fingers yes. and putting that in there with it, red ink. Yes, that's exactly Whoa. what it was. Ugh. Yes. And then it had a pentagram on the front of it. So, and, and I, y'all, you, pro- you all probably may have seen it because it went viral. It was like all mm-hmm. over the internet, all over the news. Lil Nas X then dropped his Montero music video at that same time, which it was like him coming down a stripper pole and giving Satan a lap dance. It was just a very yeah, demonic thing. So Mischief came out with these Satan shoes and it caused a big stir. Um, and before that, a lot of people don't know, they actually came out with Jesus the shoes. Jesus shoes, yeah. The same kind of Air Maxes that had like a, a like a crucifix pendant on the front. And, and it had a drop of holy water inside. Yes, it had a holy drop water. of holy water inside. Yeah, I yeah. think some of them even had Benny water from the Jordan River inside. I think Joking. some of them, if I remember. Yeah. But um, but Nike had in, Nike ended up suing Mischief. Mm-hmm. Because of all of the controversy the shoe was causing. And 
it was essentially like a rebrand of what Nike had already did. So Nike had came out with these Air Maxes and Mischief. They're the same people that make the big red boot shoes. I don't know if you've all seen yeah. those. Yeah. Um, they rebranded this Nike shoe and people were getting it confused and saying, they are thinking that Nike is saying the people are thinking we made these same yeah. shoes. They were mad at Nike. Yes. Yeah. And then people were getting mad at Nike. So Nike had to bring a lawsuit forward. Um, but you talk about that and use that as a metaphor for a kind of branding mm. of a shoe that or a kind of rebranding that Christians can even go through in yeah. our lives. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's one of my favorite chapters because... Of course, as believers, we're like, yeah, the brand around my feet is the gospel. I got gospel shoes, the, the, the shoes of peace, and, yeah. you know, I'm following Jesus. Um, but if we're not careful, the brand that's around our shoes can start to change, mm. and we can get rebranded. And so I kind of walked through the story of, of King David. King David was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. He had done uh, amazing things, slayed the giant, you know, was vic victor in so many different battles. They, they had a a jam on the radio that was like Saul killed thousands of men, but you know, yeah. David killed tens of thousands of men. What, what was top of the what, Spotify what? charts. <laughs> and uh, you know, Saul, King Saul got jealous, was trying to take him out. He was honorable the whole time. Mm -hmm. Didn't kill him when he could have multiple times. So he's a man after God's own heart finally becomes the King after 15 years after the time he was first anointed to be the King. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that's for somebody out there. Maybe God has, has told you what, you're, you're going to do in the future, but now you got to go back to what you're doing right uh -huh. now. Became king when he was 30. Waited half of his life to become the king mm -hmm. when he was first told, right? Powerful. So he's doing great. Things are, things are awesome. But there was a process where his shoes got rebranded. So I'm, I'm going to give you a couple quick things from the book. Mm -hmm. um, so number one is he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh. So he decided to stay home. When the rest of his soldiers in the springtime went out to battle, he decided, I'm going to take a spring break. Mm. <laughs> it, it, you know, you, you hear those stories, those nightmare stories of yeah. dumb stuff people did people on spring break. People ruined their life yes. on spring break. Yep. This was the first one ever recorded. Right, wow. Right. David stayed home, <laughs> right. took a spring break. He David, wasn't supposed oh, to be on a staycation. He was supposed yes. to be out with the people. Yeah. So he was in the wrong place. And then he looks at the wrong thing. Mm. He's on the rooftop. He sees this lady bathing, couple rooftops over. Hey, who that? Uh -huh. Go find out who that girl is right, right. there, right? Yeah. Calls for her. She comes to the palace. He sleeps with her. Uh, then he finds out a few days later, she is, boom, she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. Now there's an immediate consequence. But then, instead of him owning it and doing the right thing, he tries to cover it up. Mm. He calls her husband back from battle. and was like, oh, man, to get a report, acting like they home. He's like, yo, yo, what's up, Uriah? How, how's everything going out there, dog? Is everything good? Yeah, yeah, everything's great, King. You know, we're just doing what we do. Man, that's awesome, man. Appreciate that, man. Well, hey, man, just, just go home, see your family tonight, man. Uh -huh. Greet them, and you can go back out to the, to the battlefield tomorrow. You know, he's like, nah, man, I can't do that. He was a stand-up dude. Yes. Uh, he's like, I can't. My, my, my guys are sleeping in tents out on the battlefield, right? I can't go home and be with my, my wife and my family. I, I can never do that. It's like, oh, oh, right? Well, I'm going to get him drunk, mm. right? So he's drinking with the king the next day, gets, gets, a little, gets some tipsy. He still don't go. Yep. Mm. So he leaves and goes back to the battlefield. So then he's like, all right, well, what I'm going to do now? And then he uses his power mm. sure that he gets killed. Mm. And then that way, like, it just takes the whole problem away. So, so listen, wow. King David never 
in a million years was like, hey, I'm going to stay home, have a spring break. I'm going to sleep with this girl, get her pregnant, kill her husband. Yeah. Yeah. He would never think that that's that was what he never would. the plan. Yeah. But that's exactly what sin will do. It will take you farther than you thought you wanted to go and you'll be stuck there longer than you wanted to stay yeah. and you'll pay more than you wanted to pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right? And so we can look at that in our own lives. Like we can get rebranded with Satan's shoes before we know it if we're in the wrong place, looking at the wrong things, around the right, wrong people, not owning the mistakes and then using our power. And some of you say, well, I don't have power. I'm not a king. Um, let, me, let me exchange that word for influence. Yeah. Mm. We all have some influence yes. Yes. on some people around yeah. us and some things and situations. And when we start to manipulate those people mm -hmm. uh, for sinful reasons, man... Like, it's a wrap, man. We got rebranded with the wrong kind of shoes. We got to repent. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Amen. That's beautiful, yeah. man. Y'all make some noise for that one yeah. time. That's powerful. Amen. Yeah. That's good, Pastor. Um, speaking of David, David is uh, he's on, the, on the rooftop, and he's looking over, man of power and influence, mm -hmm. and uh, he sees something that he likes. Yep. And he says, I, 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 I got to have it. I, I, I got to have it. I need I it. Need these. I need this now. Um, and that colored everything for him. Uh, he got so wrapped in this pursuit of covering up this sin that he didn't even realize it when his friend, the prophet, came to talk to him and said, yep. let me tell you a story. And in that Man. story, he's explaining a, a situation where somebody has a little bit. All I got is this small little lamb. Right. And then somebody with a whole bunch comes and takes that lamb from this dude. Wouldn't that be messed up? And David's like, yes, yep. that's, that's, that's way wrong. Well, where is Is this real? Is this story real? Uh, yeah. I'll kill him I'm today. I'll kill him to death. Yes. <laughs> Tonight. And, and, and then the prophet said, you are the man I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. And then his eyes opened up. But that moment on the roof where he was being pulled in, it felt like it's better to pursue the pleasure of my leanings, the pleasure that is beckoning me. It's mm -hmm. better to do that than to resist it. I don't want to pay the cost of not going after the thing that I really, really want. It reminds me of a very tragic story in my own life where I was trying to buy Kanye West's <laughs> Yeezy Red Octobers. Now, oh, if you man. know about... I remember this. Kanye's run with Nike. It was very iconic. It was. It was iconic. Mm -hmm. He had the, the shoes that he would design and that it was, they were coming from another world, okay? Yeah. They were amazing. And he had these red... The, the Red Octobers, a color I'd never seen before, a design I'd never seen before. And it was impossible to get them when they came out. You had to get them on... The, uh, for retail, right? Yeah. On the retail, or the resale market. Resale market. market. Yeah. Couldn't they, get them at retail. And, yeah, and they were charging a house for those. Yes, they were. They literally were a house. They were yeah. a down payment for a house. <laughs> right. To put it in perspective, if you go on eBay right now, the Red Octobers are probably going for about seventeen dollars to $30,000 yeah. right wow. now. Yeah. But I was convinced by the favor of God <laughs> that I could get those shoes for less than $1,000. I, I believed it. I thought I could negotiate it. I, I thought that if I, if I was at the right place at the right time, I'd find some. I was creating all scenarios. Maybe somebody had a generous heart and said, I don't want to make seven grand on these. I'm going to sell them for 500. That person is out there and I'm going to find him or her. So I thought I found them on eBay. I thought I found this person, this person I had looking, been looking for after almost getting scammed about three or four times, okay? I finally found somebody that was going to give me the red October's 
for $700, even though they are worth $7,000. And I said, look at this. I'm going to get the Red Octobers. I'll be able to write them off because I'm just going to wear them in my music video. And then I'm just going to sell them after that. Sorry, IRS. I hope they don't hear that. But anyways, <laughs> I had a whole plan. So I, this guy was like, yeah, no problem. I'll take $700. I paid the $700. And the shoes, I get the tracking. I couldn't believe it. As soon as I ordered them and I saw the tracking, I was watching the tracking every single day like it wasn't going to take a minute for it to populate in the system. I didn't care. I was checking every hour to see if it had gotten on a truck. And I followed those shoes all the way till they got to my house. And I remember the day that they came. And I, I said to my wife, I did it. <laughs> They said it couldn't be done. <laughs> I pulled it off. Like I told $700 for $7,000 shoes. So they get home. I think I wasn't there when they got to my house. My wife said, hey, they're here. I was like, don't even touch them. I wanna, don't even look at them. Don't even look at them. Just put them aside. So I get home. I have my wife take the camera out. We're going to videotape the unboxing. I open these shoes. I take the wrapper off, and it's a Puma box. <laughs> And Red Octobers oh. are by Nike. <laughs> I then opened the box, and they were Nikes. Oh. But they were women's shoes, Nikes. And they were the about a size six. It looked like somebody had been cutting the grass they in them every day for the last 30 years. They were the front lawn Octobers. <laughs> cutting the grass and they're cutting the lawn October. No, they weren't October. They were like February, okay? What KB is leaving out is that when him and his wife was going out to eat that night, she was like, you don't want to wear your red Octobers? Remember when she asked you that? Oh, man. Savage. Savagery. We had to, we had to go to counseling after that. Anyways. Um, wow. But the message there <laughs> is that if you want the real thing, Mm. Whether you get, unless you get it at re retail, which they were like 250 bucks at retail, you got to pay the price. Yes. There is a cost. Yeah. You got to say no to some things. Mm -hmm. There is a actual price on discipleship, yes. on resisting sin, yes. on standing for yes. Jesus. It will cost you. But here is the thing. And I have learned this as a 35-year-old man in ways I would have never known. When I was going out to TJ Maxx to get all my jeans, and they were falling apart a, a, a week later, but I was telling y'all how much I paid for them. Uh -huh. I got these for $6. Yeah. Well, brother, God bless you. If we live on a budget, we getting $6 jeans. Oh, yeah. But you know, I found out that if you can pay $50 for a pair of Levi's and then not have to buy another pair for like six months. They often perform better. You can wear them and they don't get dirty as fast. Right. The stains come out easier. They feel better on your skin as well. That if you pay for the quality, you actually have a better chance of enjoying a good product. Right. And here's the thing about discipleship and following yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That if you do make those decisions, I'll, I'm going to use myself for example real quick. I mean, you, no, I ahead. mean, it's, we grew up believing that God did not want us, because of scripture, you know, sleeping with our girlfriends before we got married. We believed that, and we lived it. There were struggles, there were falls, but God kept us. And when we finally got to cross the line and we got married, I remember sitting around with a group of friends, and we were talking about the men's group, you know, a men's group, they're, they're talking, you know, lust is always the, the, the topic. And I remember 
brother after brother talking about how they were struggling because they were comparing their wife to all the women they had been with. Mm. And they were talking about how they're trying to get these images out of their mind, trying to overcome that, that barrier. And I, in that moment, I was like, I was called a square for years Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. trusting that God had something better in purity than he did, than, than if I were to go out and kind of sow the wild oats, as they would yeah, say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in my marriage, I experienced it, that God was trying to keep me for something better yes, than yes, giving in yes. to the cheap stuff. Right. Don't settle yeah. for the replica. The Come authentic on. is actually better. Yes. So much better. Yeah. So much better. It's verified. Yeah, it's verified. verified. Yeah. I always like to say that the good fruit takes longer to grow, yeah. but it tastes so much better. Yeah. And it's... Giving you a, a stomach of peace. Yeah. Amen. A stomach when you of eat peace. that fast fruit, oh man, it can taste good right away. But then afterwards, man, you sick, you're yeah. growing up. Yep. Like, yeah. oh man, the effects are terrible. Absolutely. Yeah. Pastor, as we wrap up, mm-hmm. can you just kind of uh, give us, and before we do that, I do want to uh, say, since this is recorded and our Southside Rabbi community uh, will be engaging with this content, by God's grace, Pastor Tommy has made this book free. To our audience, if you go to free what shoes dot freeshoesbook.com. Freeshoesbook.com. All you got to do is pay for the shipping. You will get the book. You will also get the master class that is also accompanies this work. Yep. And there are other things that you will also have access to. This book will be yours. We'll, right? also, we'll also have yeah. that link in the description too of the episode. The link will be so. in the description. Yes, indeed. Yeah. If yeah. you could give us a Basically, like the the meta narrative, the, the 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 grand story of this book that you want people to hold on to and be impacted by. If you could just kind of give us that, we'll go ahead and land this plane. Yeah. So for me, I've been a a sneakerhead since I was just a little kid growing up in Philly. Yeah. And I was ten years old when I got my first pair of Nikes, and I had to get them. I mean, because everybody was clowning me. <laughs> Because I was rocking some Bobos. Yeah, the Bobos. The Bobos. Some, I had some no-name shoes. I, like. I didn't even know what Bobos were. I'm I like, these are not Bobos. They don't say Bobos it on them. It doesn't say Bobo on them. It doesn't say anything. And they're like, uh, that's what Bobos are. That's the are. problem. That's the point. Yeah. And that's when I learned <laughs> I need to get some Nikes to save my reputation. <laughs> right, yes. So I went home and, you know, my, my mom was like, well, we got to talk to your father when he gets home, you know. So, of course, my dad's question was how much are those, right? When I told them $35, because that's what uh, a pair of Nikes were at that time, a low-top pair of, of suede, you know, canvas ones. I mean, he practically fell out of the seat. And he was like, what? I mean, it's the same thing as these Kmart shoes yes. I got you for a shoe is a shoe is a shoe is a shoe. shoe. It's yeah. the same thing as the Bobos. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I had these K-Tracks instead of three stripes that have four, oh. four stripes. They have four stripes, not four stripes, four. Yes. So, uh, Anyway, so I knew at that moment that awakened something inside of me uh, that, man, I got to get these shoes myself. I got to figure this out. And that awakened the entrepreneur in me. Mm. So I, I was grateful for that. Um, but uh, so that, that's where it all started at. But at the end of the day, like the, the whole overall of the book is it's a celebration of art and, and sneaker culture because we can celebrate that. There can be some yeah. good things in it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also uh, a lot of scripture tied in with every chapter and it's still tied in with topics and concepts about faith. And yeah. even where it lands at at the end, 
is the last chapter is, is talking about customized shoes. Mm. And that's a big thing. You know, I made some custom shoes for the book too. Yeah. And, and I love some customs. We got some people that do customs here in my church that are amazing, make some fire customs. And so I think sometimes people from our culture, from urban culture, hip-hop culture, you know, sneaker culture, it all kind of, you know, goes hand in hand. A lot of times we think, well, if I become a follower of Jesus, if I start going to church, if I become a church boy or a church girl, then I can't be myself anymore. Mm. I, I can't wear, because I got to wear a suit now, right? Mm. I got to wear a dress. I got to wear a tie. I got to wear a button down. I got to start golfing, right? I got to start, <laughs> you know, I got to start doing all these things, but that's not really who I am. That's right. the, not the way God wired me. And so the, the end of the book really lands as saying, man, um, God has customized you with preferences, with experiences, with passions that you have, and he's given those to each of us. And so even if it is like fashion and sneaker culture, like you can still be you. Right. And yeah. God can use that as a tool. Listen, that's what brought you two brothers together Very at true. this table. Yes. You know, over 15 years ago is you were rocking those Jordans and it caught his eye and it sparked the conversation. Yes. So shoes can absolutely be a ministry tool. I love it. And for so many of us, even in this crowd, I know several of y'all shoes has been a bridge to start, to start conversations with people. Yeah. And so uh, your faith is going to look different than the people that went before you. Mm -hmm. And going back again to David, uh, I'm, we're doing a series on it right now. So that's all. It's in, right in there. Yeah. Head, right. And so, you know, when he was going out to fight Goliath, uh, Saul said, here, take this armor. And he put on Saul's armor and it was like super big and awkward. And he tried to move and he's like, oh man, I can't rock this. I, I just got to do it my way. Yeah. And so I want to encourage anybody listening out there like, man, we can always learn from those that went before us. We can learn biblical principles, mentorship, so many good principles and things we can learn from them. But at the end of the day, the way that God's calling you to do it yeah. for your generation, this next season, this next time might look very different than them. Yeah. Whatever your preference or style is, um, God can use it. So, love it. Yeah, so at the end of the day, like, um, I've been so passionate about this book that I decided to do something crazy and give it away. And I can do that because I own it. It's, it's I'm publishing it myself through my own it. publishing company. Um, so, yeah, freeshoesbook.com. And uh, you can cop this because I own it and we can give it to you guys but I don't own the post office. I so love that's it. all you got to do. Pay, pay for the shipping. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, make some noise one yes. more time. Pastor Tom, Tom, Tommy, it's got to be the shoes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This has been Southside Rabbi, special edition with the man himself, Tommy Urban D. Colonin. For gotta be the shoes. Yes. My name is KB. I mean the dream. We are out of here. Yeah. Y'all give it up for KB and I mean, look at KB's shirt. He stole that from me. He's like, he's like, I, he, he paid for it. He paid for it. I'm not even going to tell you how much he offered me for it. It's on the resale market. But come on, give it up for KB and I mean.
I wrote a new spoken word piece for this book. And you guys are going to be the very first ones to hear it. And so this is uh, kind of walking through the book a little bit called Gotta Be the Shoes. And uh, we're going to go ahead and run it. Let's go. It's got to be the shoes. That's what Spike and Mike told us in 89. Get a pair of these and your life will shine. Well, people got in line at the mall to wait. But wait, can a pair of shoes make your life so great? Well, millions fell for the bait and billions went to the bank. But a new movement was birthed. The brand new war could bring you worth. You were no longer rocking the bobos. People spent up all their wages on the latest shoe drop. That's why you can now find sneakers at your local pawn shop and it don't stop and it won't quit because it just came out with new colorways to match your outfit. You gotta have it, you gotta grab it. Running out of room for your shoes, this is becoming a bad habit. You got Air Maxes, Yeezys, and Off-White, and the silhouette of Jordan taking flight. Your shoe ring is strong, but something ain't right. See, your life on social media is all fire emojis, but in real life, it's the opposite, low-key. You found that material things don't bring joy, but I want to show you how to take your next spiritual steps and put the creator above the created. Bring him into focus, no longer pixelated. See that he's the original, like kicks get authenticated. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit collaborated to make a masterpiece covenant. So much better than a retail therapy supplement. It's a relationship with the one that made you, the one that gave you your passions and preferences. He's here to save you and give you your perfect fit and give you some gospel shoes. It's the perfect gift that will give you eternal life when you make Jesus the leader of your life. You can now find your identity in Christ. So embrace this good news. Embrace this good news. And people will see your new brand and say, it's gotta be the shoes.